0: to the other party vibe. Vibe. Well, you know we getting, come, alive. come alive. and you know we got that light, so we, gonna shine. we gonna shine. and we talking to yeah. the, fans. Yeah.
1: the time, yeah hey what's up it's Chris welcome to the after party man you know what I love about the after party I love that I can sit here and be recording and it's so much less work than when I do a video right you have no idea what I look like I can guarantee you I'm not just wearing underwear or something well i'm wearing underwear but that's not all i'm wearing but yeah i mean i don't have to do my hair and i don't have to worry about what do i look like and what's the lighting like i don't have to use a color card to make sure my skin tones are gonna look as good as possible i can just sit down and record and have a conversation and that is cool Alright, so just like always, we're going to start with some Chris stuff, we're going to start with some daily tech stuff, and then towards the end of the podcast, we're going to get into the Apple stuff, and feel free to skip around, it's not going to hurt my feelings, just tune in for whatever you want, how are you guys surviving anyways during the pandemic? in isolation, in the quarantine. Hope you guys are doing all right in all seriousness. And uh, if you're stuck at home and you're bored, hopefully this gives you a little bit of entertainment. I know it's a little bit weird because there's less people driving uh, right now. And that's one of the main times, right? When people listen to podcasts. But I've still been finding time to listen to podcasts here and there, you know, sometimes when I'm editing uh, some stuff or trying to find a thumbnail, something where I don't have to listen to myself talking when I'm editing, you know, I'll throw on some music or a podcast or just when I'm doing chores around the house. So hopefully uh, you're still finding some time uh, to do some relaxing as well. But I don't know if you guys caught the last video on the channel. It had to do with my desk and my workspace. And I want to talk a little bit about it because the comments have been getting kind of interesting. Surprisingly, a lot of people really like this at first. Okay. Let's back up. At first I was like, I don't know why anyone would watch a video about me basically cleaning up my desk and, and my work space in the office there, but it's doing all right. It ranks number five out of the last 10 videos. Uh, and it's, you know, s- slightly better than average, I guess, for video performance about a day in after publishing, which kind of surprised me, but kind of not. I kind of got the idea for this um, from a dude named Ali Abdal, I think that's his name. He's on YouTube. He's a medical student, I think, right now, Uh, maybe at Oxford, if I'm recalling correctly. Maybe you've seen some of his stuff, because he talks about medicine, but he also talks about studying, but he also talks about iPad stuff and some Apple stuff and tech stuff, so that's how I ran into him, but I was looking at his channel, and it's just like everything is content to Ali, and... I was like, huh, everything is content. Well, maybe I should try some of that and switch it up a little bit. If nothing else, I was like, maybe if less people watch this, that's okay. As long as it's entertaining to those people, you know? So yeah, I said, well, I got to clean up this area anyways. Might as well make some content out of it too. And surprisingly, I was expecting some harsh comments. I thought some people are going (laughs) to unsubscribe when they see, you know, the little bit of mess has been around uh, the desk there. But no, actually, people, they've been really cool about it, and they liked it. And I just think probably it was just kind of relatable. I'm seeing some comments. Some people are like, you know, I clean up every day. It's how I start my day. And that's a good idea. I mean, if I could do it, I would do that. And some people are like, well, at the end of every day, I clean up and organize stuff. And some people are just like, I just clean up as I go. And, you know, all of those things are good. Everyone's just different. You know, for me, sometimes this kind of a thing in my work, I'm just talking about my workspace in my workspace, whether it's my desk or the surrounding area, sometimes things kind of accumulate until I can't take it. And then I clean it. But I want to dispel the notion, the idea that that's just how it is like everywhere I go. Uh, like, I'm not a slob. I just wanted to be real with you guys and kind of show you... Because I feel like everyone, when they show their desk setup, they just show it in its most immaculate, pristine, you know, put the best foot forward kind of, you know, view. And it's not necessarily realistic. And I just wanted to be more real with you guys and kind of show you what it's actually like uh, some of the time. Not all the time, some of the time. uh, For me, at least. So hopefully that was appreciated. But yeah, it's not like everywhere around the house. uh, It's just... Dirty or something, or no, 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 no. I'm not like just a slob all over the place, but I just want to be real with you guys for my desk area because I like things clean and uncluttered as much as the next person, right? But I'm also like this (laughs) if I could outsource the cleaning, I would just about any task, you name it, and I would pay somebody to outsource it. Uh, that's just how I am, and I can't help it. Yep, actually, my wife is sitting here telling me, Hey, that's a bad example that you're setting for people, (laughs) which is probably true. But I'll, she also just points out, I should point out this. Well, look, sometimes when you work hard all the time, actually, when you work hard and you get the reward at the end, when you dangle your own carrot and you get the carrot at the end, it's very rewarding. So it felt really, really good when everything was all cleaned up. And so, and I had a lot of people they are like, Oh, you inspired me to go clean my stuff. And that's good. And then you'll get the reward at the end of that too, which is, just the uncluttered it does have a mental effect like I was saying in the video because then you don't have to focus mentally on all oh, all this stuff that's around you just on the task at hand which is pretty cool and by the way on the digital version of that on applehype.com today i just published uh the app recommendation just a few minutes ago which was an app that will help you focus your digital workspace and i've i had someone another app like that sometime on the channel in the past i can't remember exactly what it was Um, But this one's a little different. It just blacks out everything except for the one window that you're working on. It's pretty cool. So if you catch this today while it's still Friday, then you should go check it out. And I should say, too, we're working on some new features for Apple Hype. And so people have been asking for an archive of all the old stuff in case they miss a day. And we're working on that. So maybe even next month, the beginning of next month, uh, is when we'll debut some new features on Apple Hype. So just something to keep in mind uh let's talk about the other video that i did just really quick um this week one of the one of the videos i think there was three um i published a video about drafts kind of called it my superpower and i got a lot of comments saying well what's any different about drafts from just like apple news or something and i just want to talk about that for a minute because Drafts, it's been around forever. I understand. It's not like anything new. It's not flashy, but it's just really utilitarian for me. And literally, the way I use it, I couldn't run the business without it. And I could do, you know, I could use something else instead. But the reason I use Drafts and not just Apple Notes is because of things like operations. I can make a note really quick, and then I can merge stuff together. That's not something I can do in Apple Notes. And all the integrations, that's not, you know, Apple Notes doesn't integrate with all these other apps in the same way. That drafts does and tagging. I mean, Apple Notes doesn't have tags, and I I did some uh, Apple Notes tips a long time ago, and I kind of told you you could make your own tabs, essentially, uh, tags. Sorry, not tabs. Would be cool if it had tabs. But uh, it, so if you do a hashtag and then you know basically your word as a tag, then you can basically make your own tags. So let's say I'm doing Apple hype apps, and the tag in drafts is a h space apps. And that's how I remember the apps that I might want to feature. Well, I could do that on Apple notes by just doing hashtag ah apps with no space. And then I could go search for that. And effectively, that's a hack to create some tags, but I don't want to do hacks. I I want stuff to work just right and how I want it to. And so for me, drafts actually is very different from any other, like somebody else, like, well, you can do that in Google keep. Well, no, no, you can't really, it's just not the same really. It's not as fast for me, and plus, you know, that's Google. I don't really want to be storing all my notes in Google, but uh, not because it wouldn't work good, but because then Google would know everything that I know. So, anyways, um, it's, it's one of those apps that I tend to do a lot of app switching. Like, I'll try this app and this system, I'll get comfortable with it, and then later I'll be like, well, maybe I'll try that, maybe I'll try that. And I try a lot of apps, and lately I feel like in the last year I've really kind of gone back to some of the apps that I used to use back in the day, like. Like, do, that's another good example. Drafts is one, do's another. Do, it's really old. It's been around since forever. Uh, and people are like, well, Apple reminders, it just got a big update and it's better now. And it is, but I need the nagging of do for the stuff that I do. And nothing nags as good as do does. And so that's why I kind of went back to that. And here's another example Fantastical. I, I, I have not been a person who's used calendars a lot on my Apple stuff. Um, and just recently, you know, the team we've started using, um, calendars, which everyone's been doing for years. I understand, but we, we just haven't ever needed to or had to, but for our sponsorships, for tracking those for dates and for notes and stuff, we've actually, we used to use Trello and we've tried a number of different systems, but for us just using a simple calendar and sharing it and putting the notes in there. And that has just been very useful. So, so we've been using just Apple calendars, but then I was like, well, you know, I'll give fantastical a try because i covered that a long time ago and you know i didn't really use calendars as much back then but now that i'm using them more i'm able to try it and whoa i really like fantastical and that's another example of an old app that i'm getting way back into and it's had some updates since i was checking it out a couple years ago but fantastical is it really is fantastic i i kind of like the design but i kind of don't but design aside the features are just awesome uh you know it even sticks little weather icons on the next three days for you in the month view and i like how it puts a list of all my upcoming events just on a list over on the side you know they say you have the calendar on the right On i'm talking about the ipad right now and then you have your list over on the left and it's cool now i'm pretty sure that i got this as like a free promo thing um to cover a long time ago like a press code but and the app for the mac i understand is really expensive i can't remember is it like 50 bucks it's like 30 bucks or 50 bucks. It's it's really expensive, but I don't know. Uh, maybe I would buy that because I'm really getting into it, but that's what I'm just saying. Like there are these old apps and they've been around forever, but there's a reason after a while, there's just like certain things that kind of settle in and you can't really make them much better than they are. And so they, they just kind of become a pillar of the app ecosystem. So for me, uh, drafts is like that and do is like that at the moment. Uh, by the way, D-U-E, like do. And I guess Fantastical is making a comeback for me too. I don't know. What are the apps that you use that are like that? There's got to be some. Let me know. Um, You know, I, I was going to get into the Apple news, but let me just mention something else real quick that's uh, tech-related. I've been using it for the podcast for monitoring the audio that I'm talking about. So, so for the podcast, my usual setup is a Zoom. Mm, what is it? h4 i think it's several years old still working okay though That lets me plug in an xlr mic for pretty good quality i would say um and then i'm using a sure microphone uh and then i monitor that the audio with some headphones and for a while i've been using uh some headphones from i think it's called aaa i don't know it could be iii uh, but it's pronounced or it's spelled aiaiai um I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's an interesting company that makes these modular headphones. And so all the different pieces like the headband and the ear cups, they're all modular so you can change them out and kind of build your own pair of headphones, which is a really cool idea. And I haven't covered them in a video yet, but I've been using them for several weeks uh or months I guess here on the podcast. And uh I'll just give it a quick little overview, a quick little review. We'll make it like sixty seconds. They're really comfortable, and I mean really comfortable because the ear cups are so soft. These are over-ear uh, headphones, the cups that I've got. I think these are the TMA2s. They're wired, so they're not wireless. And and I guess I need that for the podcast, which is why I'm using it for the podcast, uh, because for this setup, I do need wired, even though when it comes to music and other stuff in my other parts of my life, I prefer wireless for sure. But they're nice. They They look good. They're kind of big because they're over-the-ears. Um, but they're distinct, like they're very different. Um, uh, the design is it feels a little more industrial um to me, a little bit less uh, you know, polished. I think that's the look. And and it looks good though. It looks like something that'll be featured on Uncrate on And probably it was. I bet if you go look on Uncrate, it probably was. It just kinda has that Uncrate kind of aesthetic to it. It's all black, but they're really enjoyable. The sound is really nice. And I don't know, it's worth checking into if, and, and there is a wireless version now, by the way. So if you're looking for some new headphones and you like the idea of something modular, then go check it out. I think it's just audio is the website, not .com, but .audio. Uh, So transitioning, I guess, is a good spot to transition into Apple stuff. Did you guys catch the news that maybe Apple's contemplating killing off the Beats brand for their own headphones and just going... Uh, with Apple-branded headphones. Now, it's been rumored for a long time that Apple is going to come out with some headphones, basically like over-ear AirPods. That's kind of weird to think about, isn't it? But cool, though. Those I want for sure. But I don't know. I, To be honest, I have no like uh, affinity for Beats as a brand. Uh, I, for me, Apple is a stronger ba- brand than Beats in my head, and I'm more attached to it. And when I think about you know, seeing, a, envisioning, imagining a pair of Apple headphones over the ears versus some Beats headphones. Um, I, I would rather have, I guess the Apple ones if they were had the same features and whatever, and maybe just the design was a little different. I'd rather have the Apple ones. I, I like Apple's design aesthetic. I like the brand. And I think I'm imma- I'm imagining something like just wa- all white, kind of like AirPods, uh, Apple, headphones and I think they would look amazing and I'm sure they would have amazing features if you just took all the features that the latest AirPods Pros have and stuck it in over the ear headphone form I would love that and so it's it's definitely going to be redundant if Apple does that and beats and could they do it they could they could have Apple headphones and beats and and there are people out there who would rather have beats than Apple headphones I'm sure because it does have its own it's kind of iconic you know but like, the red Beats, that's just, you know, those are Beats. And and some people, you know, Beats have had kind of, like, controversy with are they too bassy, are they not? And in, in latest models, that's really not a thing anymore, um, in case you didn't realize that. Like, the Solo Pros, they're not overly bassy. They just sound really, really professional and good. But, I mean, I don't know. It'd be a weird thing for Apple to do to kill off Beats because they paid a lot for it. What was it, $3.2 billion uh, a while ago? I mean, they got the the actual technology with that right the product but they got some some music industry minds you know dr dre and trent reznor and some other people you know on the beats team they were like valuable um, brains and and had valuable experience to bring in to work with apple on stuff and you know apple music uh, has roots in beats as well the streaming service from everything that i've been you know, picking up, I, I think it sounds like Apple's sort of looking to long-term phase-out Beats, but it's not like next month Beats is going to go away, um, and that would not even be a smart business strategy. But as Apple maybe starts to debut their own headphones, and there's just a lot of crossover, and because right now, there's just AirPods, and that's its own thing. It's very separate and different from, you know, whatever Beats offers, even if there's some similar features, but the looks are just very different. And, you know, so, but as as they start to overlap a little bit more, yeah, I think it makes sense to probably, you know, see Beats right off into the sunset. Um, but, it, you know, I, I never would want to see people like losing their jobs or anything, but just from a consumer perspective, I would rather have Apple headphones. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, you know, with everybody working from home, it's weird, I caught this article on The Verge, the other day talking about how webcams of all things are so scarce right now. You can hardly order a webcam online. And if you do, you're going to pay a lot more for it. And it's because everyone's working from home. And a big part of it is because, and I keep harping on this and I probably will, you know, until it changes, but Apple's computers, especially the laptops just have really bad, uh, cameras, front, front facing selfie cams, webcams built in to the point where people are having to go out and purchase extra better cameras. So I think I saw where people normally would have paid like 30 bucks. They're ending up paying like over a hundred dollars, like over 150 or something for a webcam. And I get it because if I had to sit there and do some meetings and stuff, uh, I would rather have like a 4k webcam, you know? Uh, or if, if you're doing, if you're creating content of any kind, like let's say you're a streamer and you're going to do some streaming, then you need a better setup, you know what I mean? You can't just go, it'd be nice if you could have a budget setup where you just use the camera right on your uh, computer. And you could, I mean, you could, but especially in low light conditions, it's just not going to look good. You're going to get a lot of noise and just not a lot of clarity. So it's just unfortunate. But literally, like Logitech, they're one of the big makers, they're completely sold out at stores like Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, Dell, whatever and it's hard. The The restocks are hard to come by. It's like toilet paper. It's like the digital toilet paper, webcams right now. Isn't that bizarre? Oh, and guys, speaking of Logitech, I just have to bring this up. Got a really exciting email from uh, Logitech's PR firm today, and they're shipping out the new keyboard uh, with the touchpad, I, I guess imminently. It should be arriving soon, I take it, because they were like, hey, what models do you have? And look, The reason I'm excited about this, I'm going to review this one. Apple's coming out with their uh, Magic Keyboard with the floaty look with the trackpad in May. That's coming out. I got that pre-ordered on Amazon before the pre-order shut off. And I don't know, I might cancel that and just wait for Apple's and get it from Apple. I don't know. But I guess technically I do have it pre-ordered. But Logitech, they aren't making one for the Pro that I know of yet. Instead, they're making this other one for iPad Airs and just regular iPads. And I'm going to review it. Uh, When it comes out, Logitech's version, uh, I guess maybe in the next couple weeks, I'm going to review it on the low-end entry-level iPad. And I'm pretty excited about that. And actually, I think a lot of people are too. A lot of the content, probably most of the iPad content on on my channel is iPad Pro-related content because it's just what I live with and work with all the time. But I do have uh, an entry-level laying around, and I can't wait to test it out with this. I love how the trackpad has changed everything for the iPad for me. It's just made it so much more enjoyable. And it's one of those things like you could think about it and be like, oh, that'd be cool if it got mouse support, real mouse support in a trackpad. But until you've experienced, it's just night and day. I could never go back. I drag my trackpad around with me all the time, the external trackpad. If I'm on the bed, I bring the trackpad. If I'm at my desk, trackpad. Wherever I go, trackpad, like often in the mornings, where I wake up and I'll go turn on the fire, sit by the fire, have some coffee, and I bring the iPad and the trackpad and start getting some work done. The trackpad goes with me everywhere because I can't iPad without it now. I love it. I'm really interested to see how the trackpad on this Logitech keyboard, which is, by the way, is like half the price of what Apple's keyboard is going to be for the iPad Pro. I'm really excited to see how that will change life with the, the budget iPad. Because I think it's really going to transform it. Now I could have tested it with the Air, but I wanted to test it with that entry-level iPad. So I'm going to load up all the same apps that I use on my Pro and let you guys know what it's like to live with and work with. Aside from just reviewing the hardware, here's how the keys type, here's how the trackpad works. And by the way, you know trackpads, people are finding out they're really hard to do because I've seen the early reviews of the Bridge, uh, you know, keyboard with the trackpad, and people are saying it's not so good. Um, I don't know if that's something they can update with software or what. But um, that's supposed to be coming. To me, we haven't got ours. The review units have landed elsewhere. But uh, ours is coming sometime, I think I think in April, I think this month. Um, but people are saying that it's having some trouble. It's not super responsive and doesn't always act the way that you would want it to. So I'm guessing Logitech probably nailed it, probably did a good job. They have a lot of experience um, building lots of hardware. So, But if they did nail it, and if it is an, an amazing experience, it's going to be such an upgrade, even for that entry-level iPad. And... I don't know. Maybe it's going to cut into the pro market a little bit. I don't know. That in the air, you know, being able to use this. And I also had him send a Logitech crayon, which I've actually never used before. There's a surprising amount of accessories. You guys would probably assume that I've used that I've never used. But I'm going to check it out. So I'm really excited. It's going to be a fun uh, testing and review experience for me. So that's something to be on the lookout for, just speaking of Logitech. Uh, You know, while I'm just talking about iPads... Let me just say, coming back to that video that I mentioned about cleaning up my desk, a lot of people saw that I had a couple of iPads laying around and they're like, hey, you're trying to do a giveaway or hey, I'll take that off your hands or hey, can I have this or hey, can I whatever, you know, like I, I don't have these things so that I can just give them away and I don't have them because I'm hoarding either. I have them so that I can do things like this. When something comes out, I can review it and I can compare an old model to a new model. And so it's not like I don't use these things. You know, like this is my job. I said it before. If I was a plumber, I'd probably have several different kinds of plungers and different plumbing supplies or whatever. I don't know. This is a dumb example probably because I don't know anything about plumbing. Shout out to the plumbers who are like, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. And it's true. But I'm just saying I have these multiple devices because I use them and need them for my job. Uh, for you guys, if I'm giving them away, then the content ends on the channel, right? So no, I'm not going to do a giveaway. And it doesn't matter how many times, you know, I could say this every day in all, every platform, guys, I can't do a giveaway. And it just, people would still ask, but I just had to say it again, but that's why I can't do a giveaway and don't want to, and wouldn't. Oh, one thing I did want to mention was that I don't know how into watches you guys are. Have you ever come across a site called Hodinkee? It's all about watches. And every now and then they touch on the Apple watch, even though it's really more, I think, about traditional watches, which I've never really been into. I know people like Quinn, uh, Snazzy Q, has been really into watches, uh, even though he's a tech guy. It's just not for me. Like, even if you could come up and be like, Chris, here's this $20,000 Rolex, and I'd be like, yeah, because I just don't care. I I'm, I really like technology and, you know, if it's made out of gold and if it has all these little dials and intricate workings inside, it's just, it's not exciting to me in the same way that tech is. But anyway, some people are really into it. And just like there's all this tech subculture, there's a watch subculture that's been going for a long time, but Hodinki is at the forefront of that from what I understand. And they did a really interesting deep dive on the solar dial watch face on the Apple watch. And it's interesting. It's not a watch face that I would really ever use for the same reason that I'm just not really into watch stuff in the first place. I like my Apple Watch for the digital aspect and all the new stuff rather than just the time aspects. But I thought it was interesting because uh, the Apple Watch does have some real um, time chops when it comes to being a time piece. So here's an interesting um, little paragraph here. It says, The solar dial consists of a 24-hour dial with 12 noon at the top and 24 midnight at the bottom. An hour hand moves once around the dial per day, and attached to the hour hand is a miniature representation of the sun. The portion of the dial that's in light blue represents the number of daylight hours, and the portion in dark blue, night. The boundaries between each section mark sunrise and sunset. So opposite the sun on the 24-hour hand is a smaller dial, which shows the hours and minutes in either an analog or a digital format. So in other words, it's not just there to look cool, right? It, it, it's functional. It does stuff. And all the little details, they mean something. So it goes on. It's talking about the sequence that it goes through is sunset, civil twilight, civil dusk, nautical twilight, nautical dusk, astronomical twilight astronomical dusk and finally night proper and this is followed and then that's followed by solar midnight which is the moment when the sun is at its nadir on the celestial sphere from the standpoint of the observer and yada 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 it keeps going on and on and on but I just thought it was really cool because people, I think, sometimes write off the Apple Watch as this non timepiece thing. Like, for the reasons that it appeals to me, those are the same reasons why it doesn't seem to appeal to other people, you know? So, and not that I would expect this, uh, all the detail that's gone into this one particular watch face to like convert anybody from being uh, a non Apple Watch person to a, an Apple Watch person or a non smartwatch person to a smartwatch person. It's just, I just think it's really cool, and I, I appreciate the detail and the thought that goes into it because I feel like, especially when smartwatches were new, you had companies just doing stuff, random stuff, just to do it without a lot of thought going in, but this is just another example of Apple saying, no, we're going to deeply think this through, and there's going to be reasons why things are the way they are, and it just goes to show you uh, that the stuff that you're buying from Apple it's not just random stuff it's thoughtful i just thought it was a cool example of that oh here's something this is not tech related but it was in the news and i just want to talk about it i was a big fan of the office uh i think i just told you guys recently that i bought the whole series for 30 bucks on itunes even though it's an hd because it's going off netflix soon I'm, there's no way i'm paying for uh, nbc's app but so i think the spiritual successor of the office is possibly, probably going to be this show called The the Space Force, or Space Force, one of those. It's going to be on Netflix, and it's with Carell. And actually, it also has John Malkovich. Uh, we'll see what he's like. and also has uh, Lisa Kudrow from Friends. So it's going to be a satire. And I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be like The Office, but just in this other setting. And so Carell's like a general or something in the Space Force. And uh, hopefully it's going to be really funny. I'm looking forward to it. I expect it to be kind of like The Office in that it took, uh, you know, the first six uh, episodes or whatever. In the first season, were kind of rough, and they were finding their footing. I I assume this is kind of going to be like that. But one of the main writers from The Office is also going to be involved with this. Now, the only question for me is, and look, you guys are going to be like, "Oh, Chris is lame," but I just don't care about content that's rated M, M A. You know, like mature audiences only. And that's just all like Netflix has descended into for me. That's all it's become. I just don't, I don't care. I don't need to see that. And it's not the kind of thing that appeals to me, I guess. So I don't know what this is going to be like. I don't know if it's going to be like that. If it is, I'm just going to forget about it and not care. And I'll go back to the office, I guess. Hopefully it can just be a more fun, lighthearted thing. Either way, I'll probably just like check out the first episode, see what what it's like, what's going on with it. Oh, here's something else that's kind of interesting from the news, too. Did you guys see, have you ever heard of, uh, you might have read, like, a while ago, Apple, not Apple, sorry, Amazon was coming out with drone delivery, and they've been testing it. And I'm talking about, like, delivery to your house of Amazon stuff. Well, Google has a a service like that, too. I guess Alphabet, technically, which is Google's parent company. And uh, the company is called Wing from Alphabet. But because of the pandemic, they're seeing, like, a huge uh, influx of orders and and requests for drone deliveries in the test areas this isn't available everywhere, but it's just in a test area and uh I'm looking at a picture of the plane or the drone. It looks kind of like a plane It's not like a quadcopter you type of drone. it looks like it has one, two, three, four, five six it looks like it's got twelve rotors on it or something, and it's got these two ski kind of bars and some wings um It kind of looks like something from an old cartoon I used to watch it wasn't rescue rangers. Mm, what was it and the bear he flew around in the thing tailspin tailspin who remembers that i'm on uh, disney plus right now and i'm rediscovering all these old cartoons from from the childhood and it's kind of crazy kind of reminds me of the plane from tailspin in a way but it's a drone and it's got a cord or uh like a line on it that it can carry um a package kind of like it looks like a box like a takeout box kind of when you would get some food somewhere from whole foods but kind of a different shape and then it will come and it will land and deliver your stuff. And I don't know how I feel about this because already sometimes drones just from regular people buzz around in the neighborhood every so often. Uh, or did you guys see the picture of the drone that I posted on Twitter the other day? Sometimes I'm just out for a walk and in our area, this crazy drone, and sometimes they come in pairs, uh, flies over our head. And it looks like a military aircraft or something, just smaller, like a jet or something. It's got curved wings and... It looks kind of like a fierce thing, but I don't know what it is. I suspect maybe it's checking out some pipelines or something, doing some inspections. Hopefully. Hopefully it's just something like that. Not a spy thing, right? Because somehow it's always over me. But, you know, just around the neighborhood when people are flying drones, I don't really like that. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It's like, what about my privacy? And yet I like to fly drones myself. my own I've had a couple. I saw my Mavic. Was it my Mavic Air? Um, which I kind of regret. I kind of wish that I kept it. Because, look, as a filmer, it's just like having a camera person, right? this drone that can follow you around and stuff, and it's great for content creators. I just wasn't using it very much, so I sold it, but I do regret it. But if I ever get another one, I would really like a small one, a compact one that doesn't really invade people's space quite as much, you know, and I'm talking about even just like the noise you know, less noise. They're so loud, even the small ones. But anyways, so I don't know how I feel about a bunch of drones from several companies. Like what if UPS and FedEx have drones and then the post office gets a drone and then Amazon and Google, uh, you know, that's a lot of drones flying around. It's going to be like Star Wars, on Coruscant where yes, I'm a Star Wars dork. Uh, but you know, all the spaceships flying around kind of have lanes for, for ships will be like lanes for drones. I don't know. I don't know if I like that, you know, but I do like the idea of the convenience. though. so here's a little paragraph about how it works. So anyone in one of the service zones can download the wing app to place an order for the product. And then when the shopping is complete, a drone will be dispatched from a wing station. So they have their own little station and it goes and it collects the product from the merchant. Then once it's loaded, then the drone travels at about 65 miles per hour to reach the customer's home where it can hover at 23 feet and lower its hook to drop off the package. So they need a place, uh, the drones, they require a place that's about the size of a picnic rug, it says, to safely drop off a package. And actually, they uh, they deliver to some apartment buildings in the test zone right now, which how does that work? I suppose you probably get an alert, I'm guessing, that says, hey, we're like five minutes away, you know, come out. Because like, otherwise, what, it's going to drop off and then anybody can pick up your stuff? <laughs> I don't know how it works. But I do know that I would love to have the convenience of it just show up. And especially, you combine that with like one-day delivery Wow, that would be awesome. So, anyways, that's on the uptick because of the coronavirus pandemic going on. And if that expands, it's this things are changing so much just because of this pandemic. Um, and I think, like I already mentioned, it, it's on uh, a couple episodes ago, it's just going to be changed permanently in some cases. And things that people wouldn't have done or that w- we as a society wouldn't have gotten to so fast are just being sped up. And so, this seems to be one of those things. Oh, you know. While Apple was uh, updating some stuff, they also updated Clips recently. Do you guys, does that ring a bell or did it totally slip under the radar for you? Clips is uh, an Apple app that's a video app that it's not for like professional video creation, but it's just more about like fun videos you can send to your friends or I guess you could post it on like Instagram or something. But it makes square shaped videos and it kind of cuts out the background behind you and you can appear in like a Star Wars setting or like a little ant You know, with the huge plants all around you just kind of puts cool backdrops or you can put a poster behind you kind of uses augmented reality um, to make you star in these little creative videos. And as you talk, you can have the text appear, um, you know, that you're talking in case the video is muted, but you still want people to be able to see what you're saying. It's it's neat. It's like it's interesting. But that got some updates recently. And I thought I'd just talk about it because it's it's something we don't talk about a lot. And, you know, something that anybody can use. It's probably on your iPhone right now. and You didn't even know it. But the big change that came today to the update was number one, the ability to use a mouse or trackpad if you're using this on the iPad, which is cool, because as Apple says, it's going to quote give you new ways to create videos. Not exactly sure how on iPad OS, but but still, it's just it makes for a better editing experience if nothing else. Uh, but they also added a duplicate button, so that's something that's cool. If you already made something cool and you want to duplicate it, those effects, you can just do that. Uh, it's just getting a little a little more professional. There's a split button now, so if you need to edit some stuff out, you can split it in two different places and cut that out, just like you can on uh, iMovie or Final Cut. There's some fun new stickers, you know. There's a new 80s arcade game look with this 8-bit kind of look. That's that's fun, you know. Honestly, I've thought about making a show, some kind of show that lives somewhere, probably not on YouTube but that's just made in clips because it's kind of fun, you know, like you can get in and just have your animated me emoji face talking. I don't know if you guys think of some good ideas for Chris clips, uh, like a show, then let me know. It's something I'm seriously thinking about. Cause it's just kind of fun. It's just fun. It's not so professional. It's more relaxed. Anyways, I don't know. It's fun. If you've never gotten into clips, search for it. Uh, when you're done with the podcast and check it out, it's just fun. Um, I'm not going to go too into depth uh, in these with these two things, but if you've been paying attention to Apple news lately, you'll see that they either have made or are thinking about making two very interesting acquisitions. One, I think they actually did make was an AI startup called Voices, which is V-O-Y-S-I-S. Maybe it's Voices. I don't know. But they did that to improve Siri's natural language skills. That's very cool. Anytime the Apple buys somebody to make Siri better, that's cool. In fact, I wish they would just go out on a buying spree and buy like 12 companies that would just improve Siri right now, uh, because I would love to see Siri at the forefront rather than kind of always playing catch up. But they also are either at this point have bought or are the front leading runner to buy uh, this AR VR company which really is involved with VR events, from what I understand, they have some big uh, partners, I think some sports leagues, maybe like the NBA or something, I don't know. But that's very cool, why is that cool? It's cool because Apple glasses are coming sometime in the future and Apple's preparing to have some really good experiences with that and anytime I hear something like this where Apple's buying it, it just makes me excited. Because VR stuff is already, uh, VR proper, is, is such a niche thing. Nobody has just a lot of people, they don't have a VR thing laying around. They're not just going to do it, but there are cool things that could be done. Like getting into the front row of any sporting event, for instance, that's pretty cool. Virtually that that is cool. But of course, AR stuff is really going to be, um, popular and mainstream eventually here in the next probably two or three years, uh, when Apple glasses launch, but this just shows you like they're getting serious about it. They've been serious. They're getting serious. We have LiDAR now on the Uh, iPad Pro, you can just pretty much bet on it being on the uh, higher end. iPhones coming later this year, if they still launch this year. Just all the AR pieces are coming together, and none of it really matters until Apple Glasses come out. But the pieces are falling into place. I guess let's end like this. Um, Let's talk about the iPhone. There's some news out that says that 85% of teens now own an iPhone, and 88% expect an iPhone to be their next phone. And both of those numbers are new all-time highs. It's like Gen Z is all about the iPhone. Why is this interesting? Why does this matter? Well, I think there's two things. Number one, with the pandemic, either people are going to be using what they have a lot longer, (laughs) which is part of why I'm really excited about Daily Tech because I feel like what we do mainly is help people get more out of the stuff that they already have. Of course, we're there for like reviews and stuff and, and helping you you know, make a purchase decision. But I feel like one thing that we're really good at is with our tips and apps suggestions is just helping you get more out of the products that you already love to help you love your products a little bit more. Because, you know, think about it. If you spend 800 bucks on a phone or 400 bucks on a watch or $2,000 on a laptop or something, that's a lot of money. And so to be able to get the most out of it, it's just like a no brainer. So I think that's one thing that we're really good, but I think either, people are going to have to be using their stuff a lot longer because of this pandemic and what it's doing to the economy and people's jobs. Or maybe iPhones are just so important to certain groups of people that they're going to sacrifice here and there to, you know, to try to upgrade for that because your digital life and your physical life, there's really no separating them. Oftentimes, as long as the internet remains a thing and the power doesn't go out, like it's become integral to so many people's lives. And of course, who does that describe more than anybody, but teens, you know, Ah, uh, I didn't expect my Instacart person to be shopping right now during the podcast, so I'm making some uh, changes here. They're out of my mandarin chicken, vegetarian mandarin chicken. And would I like to replace it? No, I don't want teriyaki. I want the mandarin orange. Uh, but that's okay. Life will go on without the mandarin orange. Refund. Okay, as long as they have my coffee, right? That's, that's the Chris staple. If the coffee dries up, then so does the podcast, so does the YouTube channel. Am I right? I think this is an important thing, though, uh, for younger people than me. I feel weird. I'm such an old person now saying, like, younger people. I'm mean, in my 30s, though, right? I'm mean, in my late 30s here. It's just a fact of life. But it's just important. Like, like the younger people, they set the trends, you know? So if they're interested in it, it's cool for me from my perspective. Because then it's like, oh, my business is going to be doing all right in the years to come then. <laughs> But it makes sense, like if you're doing anything creative, I just can't imagine really wanting, wanting if you could have a choice, to have something other than an iPhone because it's so good for video. And that, you know, whether it's TikTok or uh, YouTube, whatever, um, you know, being creative is just like a thing that is, you know, if you're a teen, that's just baked into your social structure. Much less if you're an adult and, or a business owner Uh, or something, you know, like just being, everyone's a creator now, you know? So, um, some other cameras out there have more megapixels or just, you know, different little features, better zoom, but nothing beats an iPhone for video still, still. And then you get into the whole like iMessage thing, green bubble, blue bubble. I'm not going to get into that today, but it's nice to know though, that the teens still like the iPhone and the teens, I do sound old. Older people they always say the in front of stuff. Not not like Facebook. It's like the Facebook. So pretty soon I'll be saying the TikTok. <laughs> you guys watch out for it. if I ever if I start putting the in front of stuff, got to stop me. All right. Um I don't know, hopefully this was a, a, an entertaining episode. I feel like it wasn't like some huge news. Still waiting on that budget iPhone to drop. When it does, we'll talk about it. And of course, there's a lot to look forward to. We got WWDC coming up. It's going to be virtual, but it's going to be amazing. I think it's really going to be good. Uh, and then we have, you know, lots of accessories. Like I kind of mentioned a couple coming out. That's going to be good. Don't worry. I'll be here with all kinds of entertainment and all kinds of forms for you guys. But thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. I do hope you guys stay well and I'll catch you in the next video later.
0: Welcome to the other party, out of vibe. where you know we getting lit and come alive. And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine. And we talkin' to the fans, it's the time, yeah. Welcome to the other party, out of vibe. Well, you know we gettin' lit and come alive. And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine. And we talkin' to the fans, it's the time, yeah. And so, 12 are giving you the heat. they not review some crease, you gotta, you gotta see. Daily tech got the facts that you need. That you need. And it's a whole crew you yeah. gotta meet. Yeah. After party, it's the place you gotta, you gotta be. And you can't really be the cuts for feet. Nah. Trying to give you what? unbiased critiques. Yeah. Quality, you should take it from me. Yes. Cause we care about our customers Pull up a seat, got a whole team Giving you the best and do it by any means Brand new Mac and you know it's looking clean It's the after party, live from the models Want to cop something, shouldn't be a doubt about it Looking for great reviews, then you found it Connecting with the fans, hope you get a lot out of it yo. Welcome to the other party out of Well you know we getting lit, little come alive so we gon' shine, and we talkin' to the fans, it's the time, yeah Welcome to the other party, got that vibe Well, you know we gettin' let it come alive And you know we got that light, so we gon' shine And we talkin' to the fans, it's the time, yeah